Welcome to episode number 113 of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, and I shop at stores sometimes. I mean, that always is my co-host, Andrew. Hello there. Jamie. Hi, guys. Keith. Hi. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Home on the Range. The film. It's a movie. About Disney. today's main topic we would love if you would rate us on itunes follow yeah. us on various things like twitter at disney hipsters jamie keith at kd disney hip at no JK you can't follow jamie anymore we're stopping promotion why because you're oh, locked many? out too many you have a private com private thing oh, right that's true we're that's locking you out you okay yeah thing? she has a private twitter account why do you Screw have a private you. twitter account i can't retweet her or anything i want to but i can't I'm over it. She's private. You're dead to me. I'm public. <gasps> I'm public. And meetup. Oh, yes. Oh, our, our meetup last week. That was awesome. No. no the October one this week. 18th? Oh. Saturday? We should mention our, our meetup, though, when we get into it. Okay. Wait, do we have a date? October 18th. I'm probably Are you sure? Yes. I don't think it is. Yes. yes. October, Saturday, the 18th, 2014. Okay. It's not the 18th, this is the 19th, but it's that Saturday. It's, it's on the, the 18th. Fucking Saturday. It's the 18th. October 18th, okay. 7 o'clock, okay. Victoria Falls Lounge. We will be there at Disney World. Orlando. It's a thing not likely to happen, but we like to discuss it anyway. A hypothetical Disney-related extravaganza of the draw of the day. If you could ban any single thing from Disney parks that guests would bring in, what and why? Jamie, you go first. My original thought was um, those big coolers. Just one thought. Just one thought. (laughs) Those big, tremendous coolers. Like, there's no reason to have, like, a cooler that you're pulling in like a wagon. I've never seen people do that. Yes, there are people who do that. And they actually open it up and go through it. I mean, it's really ridiculous. I'm going to jump in because I actually decided to ban the Disneyland picnics. And I think what Mm. you're discussing is predominantly a Disneyland thing. You do see people who are bringing the coolers with the extendable handles that you can bring We've in. We've seen them in Walt Disney World, too. I, it's ridiculous. Remember, it's is, ridiculous. It's, it's but prevalent. In if I had to ban something, I would ban the monster strollers. While we're recording. Yeah. Why would you ban that necessarily? How does that, how does that affect uh, your trip? Or your visit. There's no reason for it. You would walk somewhere and they bump into you. They are too big. They can't fit through spaces. It's really, it's awful. Now, I would think that have Disney, a normal size stroller. would ban them. But they don't. Because Some of them have these like $500, you know, super size. You're talking about the side-by-side predominantly. No, or even like the Jeep. Jeep has their own stroller. Like Jeep has a stroller. It's tremendous. Are we talking about strollers now? Yes. I thought we were talking about coolers. No. Or Jeeps. No. Wait, wait, wait. How did we go from coolers to strollers? I said my original thought was the coolers, but I would ban monster strollers. You say you got two packs. And Jeeps. I said my original thought. And Jeeps. But it's not your original thought. It should be your actual pick. And I went with monster (laughs) strollers. So you're okay with the regular strollers? Yes. Umbrella strollers are fine. They're fine. Yeah, I mean, I bitched about those Hummer strollers before as well. You know, they're too big. Yeah. 
It's just a, it's unconsiderate. Does Prius make a stroller? No. That'd be adorable. It's a hybrid. You have to plug it in. That'd be adorable. I'm sorry, child. I the can't kid actually you. has to walk to move <laughs> it. Yes, yeah. that's basically what it is. So I'm just going to go next because Jamie, with her initial thought. Yeah. With the coolers. I'm going to jump on that and I'm going to go with the people who are having picnics at Disneyland. I, I don't want to see people eating bologna sandwiches. It really bothers me. But people and do a bag of Lay's potato chips, the so, family size. So you don't want to see people eating outside food. Like, what about people eating a pizza from like Papa John's in Disney World? Which that I've, I've never times. seen. That I have, and that's gross. First of all, the nearest Papa John's has got to be a good twenty-five minutes away. So but how did they get it in? Pizza. How would they carry a Papa John's they carry pizza? It in. They carry just bring it in. That's what I'm surprised. Like, I you thought, can bring food in. I thought the rule with food with Disney was that it was kind of like, a, well, in case you have like crazy dietary restrictions. No, you're totally really allowed care. to bring whatever just, you want. You're freely okay. Yeah, which I. Because like if you go to like Great Adventure, they're like no food. I guess it's I understand it. Yeah. I understand the the thought process behind people doing it, but I don't want to see people eating brown bag lunches. Yeah, I mean I can't. And it's a shitty it. attitude. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I. But I don't want to see. What are they saving? I, I thought about it. It saves people a lot of money. Sure. It does it? Yeah. Does locals? It, it does, especially, especially if you kids. have a lot of kids. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna go with. If we had kids in there. And they're eating that that shit anyway. I'd rather just make them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if we have a little kitchenette in our our villa anyway. I don't have an issue with a little kid eating a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. I'm more talking but about I the people get... bringing in full blown fucking picnics yes. with potato salad and hoagies and like a, a family sized bag of ridges. Well, potato they, chips and they always sit like outside so they'll be uh, sitting in the table say next to yeah. Columbia Harbor House I see that a lot and they'll have like like you said like the that humongous crazy yeah. bag of potato chips that almost look like a, like like a bigger prop. than most children yeah like I it mean, takes it, two hands to carry it does take away from it the, it does you're, you're, you're basically you're being you're sucked out vacation. of the just ambience. fucking get a meal but I guess those people aren't on vacation I aren't guess they? Not. maybe or no but some people really like they did doing it on like a real budget but I would like it. I would like to see it banned. Yeah. I so like I have it. the official answer from the DisneyWorld.com. Good. Clip. Let's hear it. So it says, "Can uh, I bring my own food into theme parks and Disney resort hotels?" And the official answer from the website says, "Guests are allowed to bring food items such as snacks or foods that do not require heating into Disney theme parks. Inform a security cast member of any food items when you enter the park." So you you're go. supposed so to yes. tell them. So any well, of course. food items? Does it specifically say that I am not allowed to bring alcoholic beverages? Probably another question. That's on that, another on question. That, yeah. oh, sorry. So we'll get we'll we'll, look we'll that check up. back with Jamie Lake. Yeah, I'm actually quite curious about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the answer is no, but I am curious if that's on that uh, questionnaire. Yeah. Adam, in the meantime, why don't you go? Um, I have umbrellas. Really? Really? So you're why? trying to piss off now, Asians? We kind of use umbrellas here and there. I use them whenever it gets rainy. But the, the majority of a horrible bruise. The majority of people who, yeah, I hit Andrew. Like, come on, like I could take him, take my ass. He is so much stronger than. Um, I, as much as we use them sometimes, I try to be really respectful and careful when I'm using them. And a lot of people who do are not. The majority of people, so you're really mm. crowded spots. You know, it's a like a woman who's like four foot two, doesn't give a shit, has it like two inches from her head. If you're four foot two, you shouldn't give a shit about anything. Four foot two. 
parasol. Let's say five foot two. Okay, because four foot two four is a is enough a to poke me in the eyeballs with their little metal teeny things, and they'll bring those like there's giant like golf huge. Umbrellas. Yeah, the big be ones four that, foot that can fit like five people underneath. Yeah, like that's really the shit. It, it Again, really it goes sucks. back to like those strollers. Like right. maybe I'm more I'm more I'm fine with it when people are respectful. But right. so many people are not respectful about it that I'd rather just see them bang. But you know what? Like My thing with the umbrellas, if you want to use it when it's raining out, that's fine. If you want to use it when you're walking around World Showcase and you want to shield the sun, that's fine. But if I'm sitting in, you know, the audience somewhere and you throw up your umbrella because Ew. you're getting a little sun, that bothers the hell what out of me. What audience of what? We did, um, God, a long time ago, Lights Motor. Yeah, Somebody sure. had an umbrella. Um, your you, fancy dancy Flights of Wonder had an umbrella. I hope you tell those people. Can you oh, please put up your umbrella? I don't, I was, I don't speak Asian. But... No, they have, and it bothers me when they do that. Yeah, I try to. I do have, yes, I do. It says the Walt Disney World website states that you are not permitted to bring alcoholic beverages or glass containers into the park. There you go. Glass baby food jars, however, are allowed. What if wow. my glass baby food jar is filled with alcohol? Oh, boy. Theoretically, that's your way you're sneaking some some vodka in. because especially if you just do if you mix half vodka half carrot puree which is what i did normally for my yeah. kids anyway so. or half yeah. vodka half turkey dinner oh god turkey and turkey dinner. dinner half gin half pureed peach <sighs> peach, like and peach, peach and beef mm-hmm. beef peach uh gin delicious half all the dirty half dirty beef carrot. peach margarita i like the plum the baby food plum is it, it good? It's really good. What about rice and chicken? Oh no, that's no, not good. No. You never did the blends? No. Come on, no. you did the blends. And you drank probably ate these things in high school. We used to eat baby food in high school all the time, for lunch. Weird. Why is that? No, we just did. That was like a thing. Oh. You guys right. never did that? No. So uh, I have, for my initial uh, pick, <laughs> for my initial pick, I had iPads and Crocs. For my initial picks. iPads. Oh, what? You're allowed to have an initial pick and I can't? No, you did. You actually did have one. Like an hour ago. So Angie took delivery because you took delivery. That, that was the and joke. Is I wrote down several things in case anyone picked my picks. But so you're going to ban iPads. I agree with banning iPads. But for Why? my actual pick, I have themed shirts. What? That's I don't ridiculous. Like, I don't like Brantner family trip of 2014. You're the worst. I hate You're those goddamn shirts. You're the worst. They're, you know, it's, they're so... You think you're so special because you're going on a vacation you as know a family. What? You know what? That's one. I think you're I'm just jealous. It. Yeah, I'm so jealous of your shirts. Right. I think Two. you're jealous. I think we need to do shirts the next time the we go down. The worst graphic design. It doesn't matter. It's the worst. Oh, it's oh, always the fake Disney font. You know what I mean? Always. It's like the shit that people put on their cruise doors. Oh my God. It's There horrible. are limits to what you can and can't do on the shirts. Is there? Yes. yes. No Mickey silhouette? No. When we did the one for Callie's birthday, it could say, we initially tried to say something, uh, Callie Sweet 16, Disney World 2011 or whatever it was, right. 2012. We had to change it to at Disney World. Yes. Yeah. That was the one thing they called us back. Or, and they're or always in the back. ugliest colors. Almost. It's always a bright orange. We are so or a bright shirts. green or bright yes, pink. Yes, we are. I mean, I get Missy's, why they do Missy's 44th birthday at Disney World Parks. 
Dream vacation. I would be less we appalled are getting them. No, they weren't not. always so bad. They're, They're always, always so, so horrible. If anybody would like to uh, bid on a Callie's 16th birthday at Disney World 2012 I thought shirt, it was adorable. It's purple. Uh, starting bid is $99.99. I would love people to tweet pictures of them and their families in these horrible shirts. If you got dragged into one of these scenarios, please tweet them at us I at Disney Hipsters. No, I made my family wear <laughs> I them. I thought it was right adorable. Now. The keyword is there, you made your family do made. it. Did anyone volunteer? Kelly, hey, you are right here. Did you enjoy your six, your 16th birthday t-shirts that your mother made you wear? Not really, because people kept asking where's Callie and... Yeah. But, but your shirt had I'm Callie on yeah. the back of the shirt. It oh, you didn't here. do that. Yes, yes, did. Oh, go get it. Worse. Go get it. We need to tweet a picture. Yeah. Go upstairs. Yeah. You have right two now, seconds. Go get go it. Out. Yeah. Run, run, run. <laughs> See, even Callie hated it. She yeah. loved it. It was I'm so Callie. cute. We're doing it. Next trip, we are doing it. October, we're having these shirts. The I'm Callie shirt opening bid is one forty nine. Jamie's 99. 50th birthday. I'm Jamie. I, no. hate, I hate you. In 10 years, we'll do that. In you. In 10 years, we're doing that. Jesus. 50. 10 years. I'm wearing this shirt because of a jackass, and then yours could say, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the jackass. jackass. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, oh, I think what we should do is we could go, I hate you and you and you. Oh my god. Wait. Isn't that adorable? No. No, it is not. Tweet both sides. That's not a horrible color. Okay. I paint Hold that was everybody's favor. Better. Spread it out more. That was the favors I gave the out. The way these motherfuckers fly down to Disney okay, World spend like three thousand dollars and all they got was a cruddy t shirt. Yes. That was the joke. That's awesome. Yes. Hi, Kimangelo. Roseanne plays a cow. She is brown and funny sometimes. In Home on the Range. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly. A modern day Haley Mills. But much more trashy. Roseanne's fucking voice. Nails on a fucking chalkboard. Please shut the fuck up. It's not so clever, that Home on the Range movie, but still good movie. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Today, we're going to talk about Home on the Range. Our favorite Disney film. Home on the Range. Is it our, our favorite, favorite Disney so film. So we just got done watching this movie as a foursome. Jamie had never seen it before. My Keith had time. seen it a few times. Uh, yes. A couple yes. times. Me and, and me and Adam. Uh, me and Adam watch it obsessively. Yeah, a it's lot. One, it is one of our favorite modern Disney films. Yeah, and we have For it on sure. Blu-ray. And so we watch it on Blu-ray. Which is a wonderful transfer. And I, uh, I think the big reason why we feel the need to discuss this film at length is that a lot of people unfairly jump the gun judging it, saying that it's a bad movie. Yes. Without actually having taken the time to watch it. It was commercially floppy. A huge failure. Like not even a, a not even a bomb. I wonder. A huge bomb. No, no, I, no. Seriously though, budget 110 million, Which gross 104 million. But that in was, the world. No, that was a worldwide. worldwide no, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't lose bomb. money. It was a huge bomb. But it wasn't. There were movies that cost 100 million dollars that made. Three million bucks. I think right, it's a case right. of more people have not seen the film, yes, but they claim to hate it. Dislike, right? But the, none of them have really yeah. sat down and watched it. Jamie the film was itself, in that group. I was. Like, we're gonna get real honest about yes. it. Yeah. Jamie was in that group up until we watched it, and right. we decided to just taking a step back. 
start to focus some episodes on films that are either unjustly or justly ridiculed by the consensus Definitely. of the Disney community. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Pinocchio or Sleeping Beauty or Snow White or any of the films that are universally acclaimed. Right. We're going to take an episode and discuss films that either were missed or critically maligned or For whether just underrated. Or not. Right. Correct. Yes. I think that's a so, yeah, great idea. And then to yeah. tie into it, we will also be releasing a second part episode to this. Or a point five, one addendum. Point five. Yes, which will, which is a live commentary of the movie that we recorded when we watched it together. Yep. That'll be coming out on Wednesday. So you could start play and you could listen to us talk about this stupid ass movie, as which as we well like, more or more stupid ass comments about the movie. It's like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson when you listen to the commentary of Twilight. You did not do that. I did. She very well might have. Oh lord, I can't confirm. Because that's that. the first movie that ever did a commentary. So yeah, so the film. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, that's the first one. That's I ever wait, listened. wait. What did you say? She said the that first was the first film, film that, that ever did a commentary. Correct. Yes, it was yeah. Twilight. You are correct. Because so, yes. so yeah, this this comes after a bunch of Disney movies that people did not love, and which I would admit admit are lesser. The Renaissance lesser. was long gone. Yeah, and we had what Atlantis, Treasure Planet, Treasure Planet, Atlantis. Emperor's then, New Groove is in there too, right? Which, no, yeah, it was actually New Emperor's Groove made, made good money though. Well, yeah, here's but, the thing. So this was this movie came out in April. Oh, Brother Bear, of 2004. Is in there too. Mm. First of all, this was the first time that Disney had released a film in April, which right. was sort of a dead period yep. for films. This was originally supposed to come out the preceding November. Yes. But some pre-production problems and some story problems. Forced the delay, and they actually swapped this with Brother you Bear. You know what's funny is that the production on this ended before Brother Bear. Right. Yeah. But I guess some pre, some screenings or whatever, sort of led them to believe that this film would not be well received. So they kind of took it off of the traditional holiday release schedule yeah. of Disney films. And they decided to bury it in April. Yeah. And move Brother Bear up uh, yes. to come and, out. And this is another film um, like Emperor's New Groove that started off more serious and then got funny. Yeah. So Emperor's New Groove was supposed to be um, epic, Kingdom of the epic, Sun, yeah. like epic, right. whatever. Okay, so this was actually supposed to be called um, a supernatural western called Sweatin' Bullets. Yeah, <laughs> Sweatin'. No G. Sweatin' Bullets. Uh -huh. I would imagine it was T-I-N apostrophe. Uh -huh. In which Alameda Slim and the Willie Brothers were a gang of ghostly wrestlers who plotted to kill various herds of cattle in revenge for being trampled to death years before. That sounds which awesome. Sounds super uh -huh. exciting. That sounds the one great. thing standing in their way was a brave young calf and Lucky Jack, a rabbit whose foot was stolen by huh? Slim years ago. Hence why the rabbit has no foot, which they don't explain. In they do right. not. You um, just sit there to. You just assume that it's because of the lucky rabbit's foot, and yeah. some shaman or whatever swiped it and sold it. Right. It was changed because they thought the trampling would have gotten them a PG thirteen. No. Or PG or a PG or PG thirteen rating. Interesting. And Dis they wanted a G. Disney does not has not ever had a film that involved any sort of trampling. I was going to say that, that in any way killed <laughs> no. any lions Anyone. or anything like no. that. They are against trampling Tramplings. of any sort. I guess because they would. That's maybe, preposterous. But, so yeah, so they end up going with a more comedy style, obviously, and which I didn't know until I read about it a little bit. It's the style is really based on um, this UPA company, which was this animation company from the '50s that started after the animation strike, and they were basically animators that left 
Disney who didn't like that Walt wanted like more realistic figures okay. and did more like experimental kind of stuff. Right. And okay. so, and that's, they become like a kind of big, I guess, inspiration for people over the years. So that's really what this film is based on style-wise. Right? Yeah. I mean, Tuss it's kind of a little Mary blair Well, I mean, that's like an obvious, colors. that's an yeah. obvious uh, throwback is like Mary Bear's, uh, Blair stylization, especially the backgrounds, beautiful sunsets, yep. like gorgeous, bright colors, stark lines, which you don't see, you know, mm. in a lot of Disney movies. They get away from that with... Um, like from the 80s into the mid 90s or whatever it's a little bit uh i don't more cartoony you know what i mean and yeah. this gets more this gets a little bit more high art you know very like stark lines uh, yes stylized background yeah reminds me a lot of the package the, the right is that what they would be called? yeah the package films of the 40s yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. that being saludos amigos yep. some three caballeros yeah so very very yeah again more experimental and fun and silly but very 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 well executed mm-hmm. yeah Right, I think, I think character design is flawless. Yes, I don't know who, uh, if one person or a team was in charge of the character design, but the animals in particular mm. are amazing. And they look the, like little golden books almost. Yeah, yeah. from yeah. what I could, what I could find, there wasn't one overriding animator that took control of everybody. Right. There was specific animators for each. I'm wondering each more specifically, not so much the animation, but the actual character design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it'll be uh, like. Well, that's what I like. It was not somebody. No, like notes on it. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, so there's probably a group of group mm-hmm. of folks. Probably the animators all got together and came up with a style. Yes, but it was directed by two, basically two animators, yes. Wolfen and, and John Sanford. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wolfen obviously is a slightly bigger director, but he also was a supervising animator on like Cogsworth, Iago. Iago. Oh. You got Iago. Okay. Laverne from Hunchback. The small one, which Andrew loves. Small one. He did small one. Uh-huh. Small one. He did a lot of storyboards. Do you watch Small One? Mm-hmm. Goddamn he did donkey. the storyboards boards to Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, oh well, good for him. Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. a Goofy movie. Okay, lots of movies. He did lots of movies. Yeah. Um, he also he, did some Don Bluth. Yeah, he did Don Bluth kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's great. He directed A Road to El Dorado. Yeah. So he came that's, in yeah, with, yeah. with a fairly impressive resume. Yeah. Yeah, from definitely. like an app, but, but definitely an animator at the end of the Correct. Day. Yeah. Um, and, then you, and John Sanford is even more so really an animator and is kind of like a sm- right. like a smaller co-director. So it seems to me like these well-known, uh, dedicated, enthusiastic animators wouldn't have taken on this project and stylized it the way that they did if they didn't think that it was an artistic statement. You know, right. they mm-hmm. did. They could pick and choose what they were working on. Right. They chose to make this film and make it the way they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe that just didn't touch base with a lot of people. Like yeah. they wanted to see that bad animation that was going on at the time. Like, can you think of late '90s, early 2000s kind of animated films that were coming out? Yeah. This is not like any of those. No. Well, at all. Even when you, when you talk about the Atlantic, the Atlantis, and the Treasure Planet. Right. Like those styles are really They're horrible. Ugh, yeah. Horrible. That's so late '90s. They're awful. Yeah, and it's like it's. And even some people like them. I mean, I sometimes in a way even I don't if the mind stories them. are fine. I actually kind of like Treasure Planet. Yeah, a little bit. Certainly I, more than Atlantis. Yes, and I just don't like the stylization yeah. of it. Just like I might love the stylization of Home on the Range, but I can find faults in the plot but or they're the hard, script or whatever. They're harder to connect to the characters. It's harder to really watch the film. They're more like adulty films than kid mm-hmm. films. And this, I guess, is them going back to getting away from being so serious and just be kind of fun. And, and yet, silly. it's maligned as 
such a yeah. horrible movie. But now I think the biggest problem is that because it followed all of those things, people just had totally lost faith in the Disney company. Well, that's right. kind of the problem. And just Disney, no one watched it. Through well, it the 90s, through the 90s was home run after home run. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. And then it hit Tarzan, which kind of had a little bit of backlash. Creatively, right. critically, and just box office wise. But mm -hmm. it did fine. It did fine, but then every film after that did a little shaky, bit worse. Shaky ground. And a little bit worse. Lilo and, and Stitch did good. Pixar yeah. at the same time was starting up. to trend yes. upwards. Much but people upward. but even yeah. those other ones, they they weren't even like Lilo and Stitch that people love and it does really well, obviously, wasn't it was nothing like Beauty and the Beast. No. Right. No, no, or it wasn't the multi hundred yeah. million dollar like blockbuster. With it, like we're seeing with Frozen nowadays. Right. You know, the, so people start to just lose faith, and by the time that came out, I think everyone was just like, whatever. And Disney kind of half-assed it themselves, like you said, well, they, they released did. it at a well, better time. Well, they switched it. They actually—that was the first year that they had flip-flopped the early summer release, which is normally Disney, mm -hmm. and the holiday release, which was normally Pixar. Yeah. They flipped them here. They took Nemo and moved that to a summer, summer. release, yeah. uh -huh. and Home on the Range was supposed to be the November release. And then when that it's had all the problems that it did. They actually flipped it with Brother Bear, and then, like I said, buried Home on the Range yeah. in April. So it's very difficult for a film that comes in with a bit of a sort of a story yeah. problem already yeah. to regroup. I mean, yeah, obviously, right. like Titanic is the exception because that was supposed to be an epic bomb yeah. and ended up making billions. So this one sort of had a troubled history before it even opened. Yeah, and then burying it in in yeah. April. I it's kind of like like X Men Three. I don't know if you remember that. But remember, like when Brett Ratner or whatever took over. Thing. It just like it ends up or Ant Man right now, with... which is which is damaged goods before yeah. it's even opened. And Lone Ranger. Yeah, the same thing. There are certain yeah. films that don't have a shot when they open because people assume they're going to. I remember the... people just claiming it was the worst movie Disney had ever made before it even got reviewed. You know, like right. people just didn't want to go see it. Yeah. You guys did see that. it in the movies though, right? I didn't. No? no. Did you this bring the kids at all? This I, was I, way before me and Adam had so, even met. Yeah, I, probably, I just moved to New York at that point. Can I say from like a review standpoint at the mm. time? 55, totally middling. Yeah, it's like 50% like on Rotten of the critics gave right? it positive reviews. And Kate, did you see it with the kids at all? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I saw it with the kids. Yeah. And it was, you know, like you were saying, the reviews were, were completely but they were down the middle. The middle. Like Which as is middle, kind of right. As middle of the road as it was, people talk about this like it's the worst movie. You know, as of right now, Rotten Tomatoes has it as 55%. Yeah. And Metacritic has it as 50%. Look at like yeah. Oliver and Company. Which what is, is what, like 21%? Yeah, which is the... Rotten? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's. It, but I mean, just saying, like that is a bad movie. That's a bad movie. This is completely down the middle. This is just as right. middling as as you can possibly and get. And I think yeah. if it had had a better script, you yeah. know, and maybe like just cut a couple things or added some, flush something out. I don't know. It really could have been a solid. Let's it's also with, very short. It's, it's a, yeah, short. short. It's short. Let's yeah. go with some bad things about it, right? That we don't like. Okay. Right. So the we talk about a lot. They use computer. Graphics, not so much to animate things, but to Never move cameras. Never really yes. so much. Right. So they do these like 360 pan kind of things <laughs> that are just not. There will be like a it's just off the weird. off the rails like train car, and you right. all, of, and a all of a sudden it's, it's a, jarring. Right. It's right. jarring. You know, that, or they cut in like for me, it looks like they were like, okay, this film is only 
How long is it now? It's 78 seventy eight minutes. It's listed as seventy six minutes. That. No, no, but I'm saying to for you, it's, saying that, it's you literally know. listed as 76. I don't know for sure. I'm well, he's saying he's, they flushed, they did that to flush it out. I don't know. No, if, if they said true. this movie's only 70 minutes, we want to throw eight minutes of running time, but we do not want to invest any but more you money. you saying that, but have you read that somewhere? No, but they do that for with animation, especially. I sent the text he read it. Yeah. No, no this is not so it's, it's official. No, but when you animate something, every second is very, very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. So if you can cut that with right. like four seconds bullshit, of like bullshit right. cg real quick or like a bullshit three through uh 360 pan of a like a background that you already have right. drawn like i think they used it just to flush out time and my main money. issue with the film from a negative point is a rather lackluster villain yeah i mean i think that's the most glaring negative but he starts off so strong and he then does. He, get, he, then he gets in, lost. He's got the song, and then after that, it's it's once you sort of understand where he's coming from, for the most part, he doesn't have that res- that sort of renaissance later on that justifies his evilness I was or say, amplifies it. I don't get the backstory. He just wants There's the own no shit. Motive for him to be. It's just capitalism. Bad. You know what I mean? Right. You get a motive with a lot of other villains. With him, I get no, no motive. No, but they even leave I it just, out. Like, you don't know why Ursula's such a bitch. I do, because she was exiled from the palace. But she you, mentions it right off the bat. Does she? <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, she brings it up. She does. Almost. I just, I yeah. think that Thank there's you. nothing for kids to connect with. I just, I The feel pigs, like, the baby chickens, I don't, the fun cows. But you know what, they're all dogs. secondary. Sec- secondary. There's not secondary. that one character that kids are going yeah. to follow. The goat? Along. The little jackrabbit. They're all secondary, though. The, the horse, Buck, main character. Yeah, I think I think a big problem. Like I if, don't think it's that. If they had went with the original story and the cows, like the cow was young, right? They probably could have pulled it off. But it was like three older women cows. Well, that's that that's the thing. Weird. This was it's a little weird. Disney has not subscribed to the DreamWorks or any other studio philosophy of casting A-list celebrities. To do the voiceover. Right. This wasn't Julia Roberts and Aunt Bully. This wasn't Brad Pitt in whatever that fucking Egypt movie was. Uh-huh. So here we have maybe the one of the first times that they've used names. And it's Roseanne and Jennifer Tilly and Judy, Judy Dench. Dent. None of those people are going to put asses in the seats. No, and I think they all. And do nobody it. could. None of the kids are going to figure. It exactly, really but that's what I'm saying. There's nothing. There's not a character in the movie or anything that's going to draw a kid to go. I want to go see that. And movie. I don't remember the press. For I love the cows. But I do too. I'm an adult. But you're an adult gay guy. Also, that true. I think it's that what? you're an adult gay guy. That Roseanne, like Jennifer Tilly, Dame Judi Dench. These are basically gods to us. Yes. <laughs> Especially Roseanne. But it's weird. But, I don't remember. I mean, I love Roseanne from obviously growing up She's at a best. time when, you know, Roseanne was a hit show. Um, but I mean, I don't know. But yeah, from, from you, do you remember it all? Because like, Disney was not I, on my radar at that I don't time remember at all. The, the, I don't remember there being a you huge I go all the time to the movies with the kids and you would see whatever I, Disney movie was I out. I don't remember that. there being a huge Happy Meal right. push for this. I don't. I mean, the film has had no park presence ever right no it's a forgotten movie like literally yeah there has never been a thing it looks like a they parade were... a fucking projection on a castle no it's a forgotten. meet and greet mm-hmm. character literally nothing maybe yeah. the only film that's never yeah the only thing that we know of is the alameda slim the introduction song his yes. yodely song 
it, they play that during some not so scary. But nobody fucking knows that. Me and Andrew do. We okay, know no. But people should know it because it's a great song. And Alan Menken wrote the music or at least scored and then. I guess I don't know who wrote the words, but but it falls. There was no, there's no park presence. There was no, no uh, promotion, no, no extraneous kind of. They didn't connect with promotion. the kids. They you gotta but, connect. But did, with it them. seems like from what everything you read about how the production went and the problems that Disney kind of was like, oh, we're gonna lose money on it because they had, right. like had a couple of fairs and were like, let's just get this out, try to recoup. Like, but then the, why not what go we have to and, DVD? Because they spent so much money at that point. It was probably discussed. And it probably at that point, you know, was like, well, and can we make, if we make 110 million, we do minimal advertisement, people will go see it just because it's a Disney movie. Then with DVD, VHS sales, we'll recoup X amount more. I'm sure at the end of the day with VHS and, and DVD sales, I'm sure it made back its money. But my question is, this was the last traditional hand drawn animation film until princess and yes. the frog and it was going supposed to be forever forever that yeah. this was going to be the final my question is i don't remember and i couldn't find out at what point disney decided that this was going to be the last one it yeah. was the final straw so it was after it was that's a, my yeah. question i don't remember if it was promoted as hey general no no, population. no. it was afterwards it so was it was after, after i actually it remember that met happening. with it was after it uh, was considered a pretty big failure. Then they announced the uh, ending of the animation. The animators yeah. had, had to know that, that, that was coming. Because like, like Andrew said, it, you know, it, it uh, or maybe it was Adam, whoever it said that there was the budget was one ten. Mm. It ended up domestically grossing about fifty something. It's considered a huge failure. And then internationally, there was a, a little more than seventy five. Right. So it barely made back. I'm actually the more budget surprised of the film, that it made more overseas. It's a for a film to be considered a, a success, it should make twice yes. what its budget so it's was. It's considered a huge. Yeah. It opened at 14 million for the opening weekend. I'm sad. And Hellboy opened the same weekend at 23 million. Right. Just to put things in perspective. Furthermore, Shrek 2 opened a month later and made 108 million. Right. In its first weekend. It's very. So sad if time. Disney yeah. is sitting there. And just looking at it as traditional versus computer animated, they're sitting there and going, our film made 14, Shrek made 108. Obviously, we're not going to focus on story problems. Right. We're going to just assume Change that the, the, the general population is embracing computer animated films and not traditionally animated films. So we have to stop. And yeah. I agree that that probably is partly true, but they didn't push it correctly. Right. They didn't focus on the right characters. I don't think the trailer was where it needed to be. No, like, but the, the film was just, you know, the film was good, but it wasn't, the films weren't, the, the films that didn't do good didn't do good because they weren't that good. And I think right. at that point, <laughs> people had lost faith in traditional Disney I really think so, because no, I true. wasn't paying attention. To get right. me to not pay attention takes a lot. And also, I mean, they had swapped this with Brother Bear. So Brother Bear opened in its, in the November slot where Home on the Range was supposed to. And Brother Bear opened to 19 million, right. and topped out at 85 total. Right. And now, so that Bear, wasn't a huge runaway success. No, it wasn't. No, no, Brother Bear wasn't a success at all. It's the worst it's, film. I think Brother Bear is horrible. Yeah, I think it's one of the worst. So it was. I mean, they that swapped them. Odds are, had they completed Home on the Range and it plugged into that November release date, it probably would have done Brother Bear movie. 
Uh, Brother Bear money. I think probably better. And then Brother Bear would have done what Home on the Range did. I think it was just a sort of a trickle down. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. And so where Brother Bear of... doesn't get that shit reputation because it made a little bit more, I think it could have easily been swapped out. But think about it. They... I think they're lumped in together. I think really anything post from Tarzan yeah. until <sighs> maybe Princess, I think that all those films are you can't viewed say collectively. That. You can't say that because there is Lilo and Stitch in the middle. Okay. You I can't. Because always... right. that's right in the middle. And that one made good money. I and sort of revisionist history. Yeah, I, I put Lilo and Stitch you think of right that after post Renaissance correct. era as one big thing, but it really isn't. There's a few gems stuck in there that really, are good. That's the only one that are good. Well, there's ones that made money too. Because uh, is it Treasure Planet or the other one? One of them made money. I, Treasure Planet was first. I think technically Treasure Planet made money. It's either that one. No, I actually think it's the other one. Atlantis. Is it Atlantis? It's one of the two. I get them confused because they look like the same movie. I know. One of them made exactly money like the and one movie. did not. Possible. Yeah. Possible. And so but Brother that's, Bear. It's that dark period. A very dark period. Sort of like that predates they got Mermaid. Lazy. They got lazy. So that, that was the negatives. What about the positives? What do you think they did right? What do I think they... Well, let's go... I feel like I've said a lot of things they've done. Songs are great. I think there's two solid songs. I think there are four. Well, there's the opening song, Home, Home, Home Home on the Range, which is wonderful. The Katie Lang song, Little Patch of Heaven. And that's where I'm I'm at. Perfect. You don't think the yodeling song is great? I don't love the yodeling and I don't love the bunny reads. The yodeling song, I think, is fantastic. I think it's... I love the animation. I don't... I think I think give it a couple give it a couple listens. Yeah, that one really grew. That's what really really sucks for me is that that villain like meeting him for the first time and his villain song I think is very strong. It's like what a fun character. And he's such a character. I like it. I like it. I don't find it. He's like Ursula or a character like that or Doctor Facilier. That's like a big character that you could easily identify, right? Which I feel like Frollo is not the case, and that other I don't even know what the hell his name is from Pocahontas. Right? Dude. Governor I think Radcliffe. It's just dude. Yeah, Radcliffe, just whatever dude. So, just dude. yeah, you think you're going to connect with him, then he kind of levels off a little. I do think that. I don't, you don't see him very he's much. He's not a great villain. No, no motive. Terrible. That's for sure. I actually love the Bonnie Raid song. I do too. And it's so sad. It's just a very pretty song. It, it is, is it's not. Pretty. It's not the same as the. Again, Emily song from Toy Story 2 right. with the Sarah McLaughlin. No, but it is very reminiscent. They're very trying similar. to. Very I, I agree. There's rain and everything. They, they're trying. Yeah. They're trying to... Beautifully animated. Thing. Can I jump yes. jump back to a bad point that ties into this? The, like, writing is really shallow and simple. Like, the jokes sure. are really, like, Terrible. funny and not thought out. The, Low the way the songs are... Like, it's just like, oh, let's pull their heartstrings. Like, I like the songs. But they're used in a very like. Right, that's like what the, bugs the, me the about Pixar. Got, the cow's got in a fight, and now there's this horrible, sappy song. I don't have an emotional tie to that. The only time that I do is when the old lady is like packing up stuff and right. looking at pictures. That's right. that's pretty well done. But their little simple fight didn't spur that song. Well, overall, the film is very formulaic. Yeah, yeah but that's what I mean. Exactly. Like, it's very exactly. three act. And I agree with that. Set it yes. up. Challenge and then they rally. They yes. rally after and the jokes are like, of course there's like a boob joke for her udders. There is. There's some burp humor. Yeah, Seinfeld a, references. There's a Seinfeld there's a reference. Of, it's a little topical. Yeah. yeah. There's some. Yeah. It's exactly. not clever. You had said during the commentary, it's not clever. Clever but, is not a word. But that the should parts. Be used. The funny no. thing is, the funniest parts of the movie are when they're not doing that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chicken. Because it's a little more the genuine. Yes. The, uh, Which I'm piglets. always going right. to. Those are always so funny. because I'm always so, going to appreciate a, a more organic. Yes. Yeah. And I think the secondary characters are what bring that. Who would eat a yeah. chicken? Like the, cows, the cows don't make one funny joke the entire time. No. No, yeah. I hate the cows. I the really goat, the, the chicken, the lead chicken played by George Costanza's mom. Awesome. <laughs> the goat, whatever, whoever the hell plays Harris. Harris. Yeah, Sel Harris. Who would eat a chicken? Yeah. That's the funniest part of the movie. It is. The goat is wonderful. The yeah. three pigs are super cute. The piglets. Pig, yeah. The, pigs, the little chicks. Ch- The little chicks are super cute. Yeah. Even they Granny's don't talk, really they great. Their heads. Yeah. You know, talking about other things I don't like, and I, I came in with some baggage. I'm not a... Even beyond Roseanne, I'm not a Cuba Gooding Jr. fan. There's yeah. not. I a, find there is no Cuba Gooding Jr. fan. I would imagine Cuba Gooding Sr. is a pretty good Cuba Gooding Jr. fan. No, he hates him too. Oh, does he? Yeah, rightfully so. That's probably. Um, I'm, I'm, he's like Eddie Murphy to me. Like I just want to kind of punch him. But that's, that's racist. racist. Yeah. No, we're not. No, like you're that. confusing two different African Americans. No, I'm gentlemen. not confusing them. I'm well, saying they're both like Ice Cube. They're both annoying. They are both yeah, I feel about the same as I do about Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I love Jennifer Tilly. No, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. is... Uh, is it Cuba or Cuba? Cuba? I go Cuba. But um, I also fall Cuba. into the trap of saying Cuba, much like the country Cuba. Cuba or Cuba? I think it's Cuba. 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 Like a, but I'm not a... Like a cat? No, like... Oh. That's a cougar. It's a cougar. A cougar Cuba isn't like a slang for a cat. No. I mean, it, it could be. I, guess. I, don't I don't think it is, though. Yeah. Oh. I love this movie. Yeah. Are we gonna, let's rate it on a scale. Okay. Of? Yeah. How much? How long is this show? It's long enough. Okay. Let's rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 10. 1, one to 10? Yeah. 1 being your least favorite Disney movie. For me, that would be Oliver and Company. Okay. And 10 being your favorite Disney movie. Mine being Lady and the Tramp. I'm okay. going to rate this a four. Okay. That's okay. That's four. expected. Um, I mean, I couldn't go above. I mean, I would have to go, I guess, a four as well. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I say it's below average. See, I would give it a six. I was going to give it a six. Yeah. So you're saying it's above, it's better than There's a lot of 26 it. of the if films. You go, that's my issue with going above a five. You're basically saying of the 53, is that how many this theatrical bad, releases? This I can think of there's a lot of mediocre better. Disney films that I do not love. But there's, like, I would, like, I don't love Lady and the Tramp. See, I do. But you would put it above, I think it's 26 born. of them. Well, it's, it's kind of hard because if you say from like, an, there's movies I appreciate from like an animation point of view or stuff above, like that. I put it at but, least on par with, I think I would I wasn't slightly, talking or anything. I would edge it out over. <laughs> you were frozen. clearly done. I, was yeah. I saw your eyes. Just you guys are having a conversation. Oh, side conversation. We're having a conversation. <laughs> okay. Yours no. is the side conversation. No, clearly. No, I don't no. think so. Mine is always the main conversation. Um, so I, I, yeah, I just, my, my point is I think it's a it's a very watchable movie for me. So if I put them in, and that's how I try to rank them. Like I could watch it get Alice like a hundred times over. Right. And that's why I put like Princess and the Frog like very close to the top. Yes. For me, because well, yeah. it's a very watchable movie for me. Um, and I put that this up there, like close to those, because I find it very watchable. Do you? But there's like I would put a princess just like, in the front, like, 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 like Sword in the Stone. I, like, I like it, but I probably put that at like a five. Yeah, uh, it's better than Sword in the Stone. Um, and then you have, like, yeah, 
uh, Fox and the Hound really love. Way better than that. What? Fox and the Hound is like a two. Oh my god. No, Fox and the Hound is a one. You're crazy. Yeah, I mean, is it? Oliver, Oliver and Company. Yeah, Fox and the Hound. Yeah. is horrible. Brother Just on Bear. Just scale of one to ten. Pocahontas. Um, it's better than Pocahontas. It is better than better Pocahontas. than Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. <laughs> See, I would clearly put it, I, they're all drinking. I would put it on, on level with. With, These uh, are opinions, though. You know what I mean? I They're know. all based on opinions. I would put it on the level of Pokemon. I would say four. A solid four. Just slightly less. Hunchback is worse. The Hunchback is clearly worse. an Treasure eight or an eight and a half. Treasure Planet, Atlantis, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Tarzan, Beauty and the Beast, Fox and the Hound, Sword in the Stone, Tangled, Frozen. That's ten right there. That are. That are at, at its level or below. So I'm like try, trying to count up oh, real quick. Hunchback is better. Hunchback no. is better. No. Hunchback, Hunchback better. is better. No. no. Clearly the next episode we're doing fucking Hunchback. Yeah, let, I would love to. I've only seen it one time. Really? I don't like it. Oh, it's great. What? Which one? Hunchback. Ugh. I don't like Hunchback Stop. at all. Frollo's the best. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Um, He's so middling. But there's like things like Fantasia, which I really appreciate. But don't really ever watch. Like I don't I've, feel like there's any watchability. I now. have watched the original Fantasia, of which I'm a fan, maybe three or four times. And then you went out and got a tattoo. Yes. I would have to revise my score. I like Requiem for a I'm Dream. From six. I've watched it once. I'd probably put it in a thing of like you can't watch Requiem for a Dream more than once. No. How could you watch it more than once? I would put it on par. I'm with changing like my score to five. Cinderella to me. I'm changing That's like mine. A good, a good I'm level. changing mine to five because I surely would lump it in the middle, like with no number higher, no number lower. I think five. I was debating between four and five. I, I think four. five I think is fair slightly. because I there's a huge middle ground of Disney movies that it's hard for me. There's a lot of four, fives, and sixes for me. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. If you if you put them if you were gonna take them all and like divide them equally, I'd probably put it end up it would probably end up at like a four or five right. in my. Realm. Yeah, after but I would thinking about I would probably right. in my brain put like. There would be like lots of like six, seven, eights, and nines, and then there would be like a oh. f- like a bunch of like three, two, ones, and there'd be like no four or fives. I agree with that. That's how I would probably rate them because it really it goes from like oh I would I watch this now and again to like I would ne- like, these are the worst I can't even get through them. I've only seen Oliver and Company once. It's truly horrendous. The benchmark for horrible, horrible movies. Is that your least favorite? Yes, by far. Of the fifty-three, yes. what are we at? Fifty-three. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I watch Black Cauldron more than I watch that. I would put like my bottom four. If I would say if I did bottom five, Oliver and Company, Brother Bear, Black Pocahontas. Cauldron. God, you put Pocahontas there. No, no, I, 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 I wouldn't put Black Bear Cauldron there. I wouldn't put Pocahontas there just based on the oh couple God. of good songs that I like. I'm walking away. I can't even like watch. What? It. I just said I wouldn't. Um. He put Cinderella on the scene as Home on the Range. See, I have an emotional nostalgic. Attachment. Those are probably my four bottoms. To which one? Fox and the Hound. I hate Fox and the Hound. Oh my god. See, but that was the uh, that was the Disney film that I saw, the first one that I saw theatrically, on an initial release. For your 16th birthday. (laughs) I fucking hate. I don't know. How old are you? I'm. I was like six (laughs) at the time. Six or. What year was that? It's like 83. So I was nine. I wasn't born yet. That's right. You were just sort of on Larry's balls. No, I was in in my mother's womb. That's oh. nice. All right. Anything else to say about it. 
to say about it, except you should maybe listen to the commentary if you're interested. Listen to our commentary, because then Jamie loves it during the commentary. Yeah. She says, oh, she appreciated it. Like 75 no, times. I, I, do like, I do like that your opinion has changed from you being like, that was one, that's, that movie is it horrible. Went up, it went up. literally only watched it for the first time during the commentary. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's fine. It's, no, it's, but it's, I've had, I've had, I've seen glimpses of it. It's the kind of movie you have to watch again. Right. You really do. Because you get... All you're going to get is a, is, a, is a further appreciation of, I think, a couple of the songs. I think that's definitely. all that repeat viewings are going to... You definitely get a lot from the songs. And then you appreciate, I think, some of the side characters a little more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It's I okay. really think so. On my last but bit, it, buy the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is beautiful because yep. I watched it on a regular trans- DVD like a Way fucking caveman yesterday, yeah. it really is and then gorgeous. I watched it on Blu-ray today like a normal human being. Blu-rays are awesome. Yeah, better. It's just Start the movie. Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. If you would like to read our daily blog post, please go to DisneyHipsters.com. Follow us on Twitter at DisneyHipsters, Instagram.com slash DisneyHipsters, Facebook.com slash DisneyHipsters. You can follow Keith at KJ Disney Hip, and you can not follow Jamie. Boo. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>